Hi, this is Russ Ballard, and you're listening to the Voices of Russ Ballard podcast. Well, hello again, and welcome to the Voices of Russ Ballard with myself, Ian. And me, Sven. Hello. Hi, I'm Leo Sayer, and you're listening to the Voices of Russ Ballard podcast. Sven, how are you? Are you good? Well, not too bad. I had a kind of a, of a man flu, so I was literally dying last weekend. <laughs> uh, you might, I know. You, you see it. You still see it. I don't look good. But anyway, today is a good day. We are recording a podcast, and it's a new year. It's the first podcast in 2024. Yes, it is. Um, and 2024, a year full of good news. That's the good news, and and coming up, yeah, talking about Russ, and, and what a coincidence that our guest today also is is going to be on the Rock Meets Classics, which is the next for Russ, really, in April. Um, that's the next on the horizon, I think, Sven. Yes, it is. So on the 11th of April, it starts. Hmm. So Rock Meets Classic, a super-duper popular format over here in Germany. So we do have Rock Meets Classic, we do have Pop Meets classic and everything which is classy enough is really good and now ian and sven meets a special guest so should, should we should we introduce him okay who's who's our guest i'm, I'm so nervous now okay well do you want me to tell you i can tell you if you want go on okay well listen hi again everyone right here right now we have a proper rock and roll fantasy for you a little love is well overdue for this gentleman, for whom we will have many questions. So you need to be prepared to be blinded by the light and rock steady, because we just can't get enough of this man. So, ladies and gentlemen, a one-to-one -one with someone who always gives his heart and soul and is better than the rest. So let's go into overdrive for one of the most powerful and versatile voices in rock, the one and only Robert Hart, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Well, well done. We <laughs> I wonder who you were talking about. <laughs> it's good to see you. And listen, thank you for joining us because I know you talk about busy. I mean, last Thursday, the 26th, your new album came out um, called Circus Life. And, yeah. and you've been in the studio this morning as well, doing yeah, some stuff. Tell us about that. And I'm the Earth Band, uh, recording this morning, doing some vocals for Manfred, which was very nice. Uh, we were in Germany, I think, last week or the week oh, before. Yeah. yeah, in Germany. And, yeah, it's a busy time at the moment, thank goodness. Well, for, we do have lots of listeners in Germany, so they're going to they're gonna kill me if I don't ask you the question. Does that mean there's new Manfred Man's Earthbound material? Well, I would imagine there will be, actually. it's Manfred's been working on it for quite some time. Yeah. And he's brilliant. Manfred's very methodical, um, which is, you know, takes a lot, long time to do things, but he's he's doing, making great progress. So, uh, and he is, he is a funny chap. I love him. Yeah. 
Well, let's see. It's a big part of your career, which we're going to oh. talk about. So, Sven, I'm going to hand over to you. Why don't you start the questions for Robert? Now we've uh, we've, we've introduced him through the door. What do you think? That, that's a good idea. Why not? Why not? Oh, let's, start... <laughs> let's start with some really simple questions before we dig into uh, very tricky stuff. And I, I'm pretty sure we found out Super interesting stuff, especially for our German listeners. But as said, uh, calm down. It's very simple. First question. Um, Robert, do you come from a musical family or do you come from a sporty family? I need to uh, ask you that. Well, <laughs> I was a sportsman in my early days, football, and my dad was a singer, but he was really? he was actually a trawlerman, my dad, but he, he made, made a bit of a living as well singing, and he was very good, bless him. Because okay, uh, so... we, we heard, we had some information that we, you heard you might have been a professional footballer. I was. I was. I was signed to Leeds when I was 15, and um, but I got the bug for music, and I thought, oh, I think I'd rather do music. But my dad, it must have broke my dad's heart because I'm the only son, and uh, I came... Well, I just turned up back from Leeds one day to Bournemouth and I said, I don't want to do this. And he was brilliant. He never said a word. Wow. But it must have been quite painful for him, you know. But, mm -hmm. you know, football's, football's uh, up and down, much like music, isn't it? It's up and down. And uh, you get the good with the bad. But I've, I think I made the right choice. Uh, that would have been the early early to mid-70s, I, I guess. That's right. The super team. Yeah, yeah, with Billy like, Brenner and, and the like. Jackie Charlton, Peter Lorimer, Mick Jones. Yeah, they were all there. And, and uh, But we presume you're a Bournemouth fan, I'm guessing. I, I, I am now. I can't believe it. We have the smallest ground uh, capacity in the country for a Premiership League uh, team. And we're 12th, which is pretty good. We're halfway up the table. Yeah. yeah. And well, uh, so I do. I, I now we're in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And we've got to play Leicester. In the sixth round, so uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Good luck. Unlike me, you support your local team, Sven. So good to you. <laughs> support your local team. You know what? Um, I'm quite happy that you make your way into the music business. So somehow your career started in one day, and it was, I would say, it was a chic move. <laughs> To go, into, <laughs> to go into music yes yes very good you two <laughs> <laughs> so bernard was was that your your start starting point uh, in, in music well, it was really strange no before that um i had a manager called joe terry and i had a band robert hart and the machine and he was great, this guy, and he got us on some tours. I, I toured with Sister Sledge, then I toured with Joe Cocker, wow. um, Robert Hart and the Machine, but then I was sending off my demo tapes all the time in those days, demo tapes, cassette tapes to record companies. I got turned down all the time, except Chris Blackwell from Island Music. He's, he heard me because mm -hmm. he, he, he had free and bad company and stuff. So he said, I'll sign you. And then the strangest thing, he sent me to America to do a, a, a pop idol program, right? Me and my band. And I came last, beaten by an eight-year-old tap dancer. And um, 
<laughs> I thought, that's it, I'll never work again. Everywhere you went in Los Angeles, it was the biggest show in America. You'd walk down the street and people would point on that. That's, that's him who came last. But my good fortune was that Bernard Edwards was watching the programme. And he said, they just made the Riptide album, Robert, Pla uh, Robert Palmer, mm -hmm. Addicted to Love. And they wanted to keep the band together. Obviously, Robert was off doing being Robert. So he said, I want an unknown white singer, because I was the only white man in the band. We want a white singer, an unknown white singer. And I went to uh, Cherokee Studios in Los Angeles. He had a piece of music, and he said, and he was producing Rod Stewart at the time. And uh, he said, I'm going to go and have a cup of tea. You write some words and some melody. He said, I'll come back in 20 minutes. And, I'll, and you go out there and you sing. And after 30 seconds, he stopped it and said, yeah, you've got a job. And then he said, yeah. yeah, and it was amazing. I was a massive fan of Rod Stewart. Still am. He said, do me a favour. He said, I'm, he, I, I didn't know it was Rod Stewart. He said, I'm producing this English singer at the moment. He's a bit of a lad. He said, he's over there, over across the road in the uh, restaurant pub bit. So I went over and it was Rod. And I spent about four hours in those days I used to drink. And uh, I got to know him quite well. So it was like everything came in one go from, from like oblivion. And then I was thrust into, and then I got the job with Woody Goldberg. Bernard was writing a film and we wrote a film soundtrack called The, the Burglar. Oh, you did. Yeah, and the title track was sung by Sly Stone. So we went into the studio. Originally, it was going to be Michael McDonald, but he wouldn't sing the word burglar. I don't know why, but he wouldn't sing it. So we got Sly Stone in, and then he fell out of the studio and immediately was arrested on some warrant they had for his arrest. And so my my heady start from being this like local Bournemouth boy was thrust into this this world that I didn't know anything about, basically. And we worked on that album for 18 months um, with Whoopi Goldberg. And I got my first cut was with the Jacksons. Don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. Don't blame it on the sunshine. And that was quite a good good cut to get. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it was, and it sort of took off from there, really. Wow. I mean, th yeah. there's so much, Robert, there's so much to you, as you hopefully will tell at the end of this, we we like to do our research. Um, and we know you, you know, Russ talks a lot about you anyway, but um, there is so much to your career that, that, that we didn't know. So before we, before we do leave the, the Vernon Edwards uh, thing, I think it's, it's probably worth um, mentioning. I mean, he, for me, is responsible for probably one of the most famous bass lines in, oh. In, which is um, he's the greatest dancer by Sheik. That that baseline is just just uh, doesn't. Uh, you know, it was unreal because in the band was Tony Thompson was on drums. We, we had a band called The Distance, so we made an album. Um, Eddie Martinez, who did all the Robert Palmer Addicted to Love stuff, Jeff Bover from Herbie Hancock's band, and Bernard playing bass. I, and I was sort of like just 
just yeah stunned really at these great musicians that they wanted this little unknown white English singer you know so uh yeah it was well, a, it well was done a, you what a what a start to your career wow it was it was unreal we, and then I got to, we did me and Bernard did Banana Rama and um the Jets and Sly Stone, the Jacksons, and a comedian called Bob Catway, Cat uh, Goldthwait, who plays all these, um, these mm -hmm. oh, I can't think of those American um, cop films that Eddie Murphy did. Okay. Yeah. So moving on to Bre Chris Blackwell. Uh huh. Blackwell signed you to Island Records. Uh huh. Tell us a little bit about, about that. Well, it was amazing. I had some really bad luck. Um, before Chris took me over, originally, I was signed, I remember it, on a Friday by Island. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, was I, I remember going home to my wife saying, we've done it, we've got this uh, deal and they were going to pay me money and this. And, and then on the Monday morning, Chris Blackwell phoned me and said, I'm sorry, the deal's off. We took a new MD over the weekend and he doesn't like you. So from having a deal on the Friday, oh. I was out of a job on the Monday. So, um, but later on, he, Chris resigned me, and um, yeah, so it was a big disappointment at the time, as I remember. Oh. But that, I guess that's life, isn't it? And there's so many ups and downs, and we can't we can't moan. So perhaps two cries and whispers then. Um, <laughs> now it's funny because I my introduction to I I, bought, I had you know full transparency. Um, when it was double packed, the the, the cries and whispers oh, album was yeah, double yeah. packed with the Robert Hart album, which we're going yeah. to talk about with with you did with Russ yeah. some time ago. Um, and again, that was great to discover that. But I again in our research, I was doing some. I was looking at the musicians on that album, Nathan East and yeah. um, and Lenny Castro. The I mean, yeah, I saw him with Joe Bonamassa recently. He's he's awesome, isn't he? John Robertson, who did all the Michael Jackson stuff, was on the album. Michael yeah. Landau. And Joe Sample was going to be the original player on it. And uh, he was, yeah, again, that was one of my dreams as a young boy. I, I loved Otis Redding. And I, partly I loved Otis Redding because I love looking at the Atlantic record label going around. On, and I thought, that's my dream. I want to be signed to Atlantic Records. And um, Chris Blackwell set, set it up. And um, I went to meet Armit Ertigan. And my first meet, he was with Faye Dunaway. I remember walking into their office, and they were there, and he signed me because he had Led Zeppelin, and he, you know, he had all the greats, and I, I just wanted to be on Atlantic. So um, again, I had some, I had a stroke of good luck, and I worked with Stuart Levine, who produced half the album. Uh, it was a pop producer at the time, Simply Red, and then Gary Stevenson did the English part of the album, and Go West producer, and. Um, Talk about, yeah. talk about household names. All these people are household yeah. names. Big stars yeah. you're talking about. I was the only one I didn't recognise. It was very strange. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to see. But, Robert, which album was first? Cries and Whispers? Cries and Whispers, yeah. Or, or Under the One Sky? Under the One Sky. Ah, that's a good point. I Those was were released in 1989. One, yeah. was, one came out on Atlantic and the other on, on Reprise. Reprise, yeah. Well... I was making the Distance album and the Robert Hart album at the same time. No, I was going really? to Los Angeles for a while, and then I, I was living in New York, um, and I'd stay there and fly down and fly back. And it was an incredibly busy time, I remember. I think we should play a song. We should play uh -huh. a song called A Little Love 
is overdue. And the reason uh, that we're going to play this song is that it's, it's on both Cries and Whispers and Rock, yeah. which we're going yeah. to talk about in a minute, written by the great Chris Winter. Yep. Let's play it now. Thank you.
So that was A Little Love is Overdue, which both Sven and I rarely actually agree on, um, that we both actually love. Um, but it's on both albums. Tell us about that. Stuart Levine um, did a great version. Um, we had all these LA musicians on it and stuff. And then Russ loved, I mean, Russ was a massive fan of Chris Winter. Chris Winter, as Russ will tell you, is probably, he's like on a genius level, but never got the success he deserved. Mm. And me and Russ were both fans of this song. And Russ, I think Russ felt it could be done better. And we give it a go. And um, I'll leave it up to the listeners, really, to, to decide which they like the best. But Russ did a great job, too. I mean, Russ, Russ can't not do a great job, really. So... Well, we are we are biased, mm -hmm. but but we you know yeah. we can't mm -hmm. wait to, to to get to ask you about that album. Uh, but obviously, but yeah. Um, so in 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 nineteen eighty nine, you mentioned the the distance um, and and the, the the under the one sky. Were you were you really disappointed that it failed to make the charts, or you know, yeah, was it a success? If if I'm totally honest, and I can say it now, but at the time. Um, they were given a great deal of money to make this record. But there was a carrot dangling a carrot because although they give all this money to make the record, what they really wanted was for Nile and Bernard to get back together and do chic. So they were given Bernard, you know, to do what he wanted to do. Right. But there was a carrot dangling and eventually Bernard did go back to chic. But I think, and it was disappointing really because we spent a year at the power station in New York making this record. I, I guess for me, the great experience I got from it was a great learning curve. The fact that it didn't do well, um, that that was a shame. But the great thing was that we all learned a lot from it. I learned about sushi. <laughs> Sven, do you like sushi? I love sushi, yes. Of course I like sushi. Of course I like. Um, so one could say you were used to play with heavyweights of rock music uh -huh. in your early days of your career hello i'm chris white and you're listening to the voices of rust ballard podcast um so be, be, before we get onto a topic we are highly interested in so it might be the robert hart album and i, I really uh -huh. do have some great stuff what's all here. russell of the ballard uh -huh. <laughs> um you i would say you became you became a legend in late 1991 early 1992 a new legend yeah <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what? they were a great band man i well being german then you'll know that i signed to dieter dirks was the producer of the scorpions and yeah. i felt I feel guilty to this day about it because we, again, we spent a long time. I went to live in a place called Stommen, which is outside of Cologne. And I, I lived there for a year making this album. And right at the end of the album, me and Dean were flying back and forward to America trying to get a deal. Right at the end of that album, Mick Ralph, uh, no, this is a weird story. Rick Wills, a foreigner, called me. said i remember it because he phoned my mum's house and my mum picked up the phone and said there's some foreigner on the phone for you and <laughs> I, was, 
oh, no, I'm so I picked it up and he said, would you like to join Foreigner? And I said, oh, that'd be nice. But he said, you've got to be in New York on Friday. And I was involved. And I said, yeah, no problems. And so I learned the songs on the way over on the plane because I lied and said I knew them. And then um, and we were for about three weeks. Together, but the gig clearly wasn't for me because it's so high. Uh, you know, I'm more of a middle register. And the manager, Bob Prager, said, well, listen, that's not a problem because Bad Company are going to sack Brian out. Why didn't you do that? And I said, well, I've got this band, New Legend. You know, I don't know what to do. So they came. It was sad. The, the, the German goes, I haven't really spoke to them since. And I do owe them a great apologies. But Bad Company were my favourite band. What do you do? It's like, you know, do you go no, to the... the the thing is, to give it some more background information for our yeah. foreign listeners. So in in Germany, or especially in, in the Netherlands, everybody knows a band called New Adventures. So it's a yes. seven, it was right. founded, Yeah. So New Adventures was founded uh, by the end of the 70s near Groning, and it's a blues, blues rock band, a Dutch blues rock band. The first single, so they had a string of hits in the in the Netherlands. The first hit single was Come On, a Chuck Berry cover, oh. which was great. And the band was founded by, I need to say it now, Harry the Windmill Winter. Harry I love the that, Winter. Harry's, Harry's like Sid Vicious. Yeah. Harry is 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 one of a kind. I know I know him personally. I've, I've seen him. the new yeah. adventures yeah. I don't know dozens of times. So Peter Boatsman and Hank yeah. Torpedo. What a what a lineup. What a lineup. And they they did release a couple of albums and they disbanded and all of a sudden Harry and Peter found themselves in a band called New Legend and New Legend is what we say in Germany, kind of a super group. So Carl Carlton on guitar, yeah. unbelievable, the, the best German guitarist, unbelievable ever. Yeah. yeah, and the tallest, and the tallest. He worked yeah. with Manfred Mann. Huh? Yeah, funny, funny thing. Robert yeah. Palmer, Simple Minds, Nina yeah. Hagen, Ronnie Wood. Yeah, Ronnie Wood, of course. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But, Peter Boatsman left the band after the second long yep. play called Deep Colors Bleed. And then you recorded an album, which... It was a great album, I've got to it say. It was really yeah. amazing. Oh, dear. I mean, we did a documentary and it was so good. They were so good as musicians. But I was in, it was an awful position to be put in because Bad Company said, right, we jump. And then Dieter wanted to sue me, which he did. And Bad Company said, well, we want you so much. We'll pay suing for you and uh so it's sad really I'm, I'm really but the great thing was before the end of that thing i don't know if you know this here but there's a massive star in america in germany called peter maffei who i i i personally love i, I learned a lot from him he's Mr. Did, perfect yes but i did a german musical called tabaluga and if you go on if you go on um you know, the internet, you can... Down, and uh, uh, the funny thing was, German people used to look at me because they didn't understand the word I was singing. Peter Maffei taught me German, but he's he's Romanian. So it was very odd. But um, it was a wonderful time of my life. And I regret... I don't regret. I regret hurting them about having to leave. Yeah. But the, the, the good thing is the album finally saw the light of day in a... Did it? Yeah, yeah, in a digital way. So I don't know, it might have been. 
2017 since 2017 oh, okay. it's available on itunes and spotify so okay. the album is called dangerous mission that's you, right dangerous mission dear wow. listeners go to apple music or spotify look up for new legend wow. dangerous mission amazing. Get amazing piece of work and we now will play a song for you perhaps dangerous mission Woo. Woo.
great song. That, yeah, that's it. That's it. New legend. And uh, what an what an album they did. So with Bertram Engel and Pascal Kravetz, you were really a super group here. Well, that was a nice. But, but Robert Hart did something. Did something else. He he, he didn't. He didn't stick with the band, so he had he had a kind of Aladdin's <laughs> lamp in the hand back in Ro the day. Robert's so excited, he's already playing it on his phone. Yeah, I'm playing myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I so give it, a, give yourself a listen. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> I love it. Very great. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> I love it. Oh, that is. That is so good. So, 1992, looks like you had Aladdin's lamp. Yeah. <laughs> A so, man playing I'm himself. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. So, what happened in 1992 then, Sven? Pardon? So what happened in 1992 then? Was it was there some album on Hollywood Records or something? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. That was a small Disney hint. So yeah. Robert Hart was the first was the first artist signed to Hollywood Records. You know who the second was? The second? Queen? Yeah. Queen, yeah, Queen. Magic, 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 magic. And I think then George Michael was going to do something for them. But I, remember, I was very you know, first. I remember buying the Innuendo CD when I was in I was in New York the first time I've ever went. I think because uh, it was out at the time. I remember looking Hollywood Records. Who the hell are they? Yeah, yeah. Disney. Still got the CD somewhere. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So money was never a problem for making albums and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about that that album because um. Album. Uh, you know it really is looking at those tracks and playing it and and i play it i still play it i i, I you know i'm not just saying this robert most uh, i've got the cd single as well of um yeah the running man because it's got a couple of mixes on it as well isn't it yeah. let's get it out of the way the, the running man what a track that is that is absolutely yeah. fantastic i mean riding with the wind is Almost as good, but better. For me, better. Running, Riding man. on the wind is better. Dear listeners, don't listen to Ian Street. Oh no, he started. He started. Riding on the wind in Germany when we used to play that, we we did a little tour. That would always go down the best. Um, really, and Running Man, what a great song. I mean, Russ Ballard, you know, it's, it's Russ. You know, he's he's it's incredible. Got, it's got that. It has got that Russ feel to it, has it? Because it was sort uh. of. It, the slow thing, you can't be the running man, start slow, and then when yeah. love comes, take it while you can, you know, yeah. and it's just like, Sven, oh, can, yeah. we, can we play it? Is that all right? Can we play the running man? Uh, a small, a small, See? just a oh. very small portion. Oh, go on, go on. Call me the running man. Anyway, thing is, enough, enough, because I'll get carried away. I get I goosebumps. I, I get goosebumps on the chorus. That that is such a brilliant track. 
but it is a great yeah. album rubber and congratulations on on such yeah. a it's a mar it's a masterpiece it really that is, is a, that is a masterpiece i mean that's it you know it's so difficult to choose a favorite i mean a part of riding on the wind it's a no-brainer ian street it's a no-brainer it's the ian best street? song no, i'm putting i'm putting my heart and soul into this oh and, you know come on you know and a little laugh is overdue yes yeah. you know right. everything so even or, or even well hey boys on the corner it has a is such a such an uplifting mood it brings yeah. me into such an uplifting mood um fooled around and fell in love great song someone to watch over me angel you know you had so many hits on this album and um that is that should be easily a, a best off compilation for other artists really well that, absolutely and, and and i and again it's a bit sad really but i do you can hear you can hear russ on it quite but it's still very much a robert hart album mm -hmm. uh, if that makes sense robert you Good know combination it was and what better teacher to have than Russ. He's, yeah, I, I couldn't say, uh, yeah, the thing, you know, Russ, you know, the word genius is banded about, but I, I believe that Russ actually is because he's just got it. He just, you give, he's just got something that's God given. And, um, and plus he's a, probably one, most wonderful human being on the planet. Yes, he is. He is, and he, everybody says says the same. I mean, a bit, like, a, a, a bit like you, though, Robert. He was oh, also, he was also good at at, at at football, and he and he was on Spurs yeah. books and had an opportunity there now for the eye accident and everything else. Yeah, I I I, I summarise it like this, and I've I've said this before on the podcast. That, you know, he's the kind of guy who would be good at underwater tiddlywinks. You know what I mean? You know what? He is amazing. You know, if, if I would come in say with a mediocre idea, mm. what I love about Russ, he was never, he was always kind to you, but he could turn it around and make it something special within a heartbeat. You know, just by the way he takes things, his lyrics are amazing. His musical ability is second to none. I how mean, did you? How did you find Russ Ballard, or how did Russ well, found you? Good question. Well, yeah, the uh, Hein van der Rey, who was at Island when I he signed me at Island. Um, yeah. to Chris Blackwell but then he moved to Hollywood Records he got a, a great offer and he signed me and said listen we must get you with Russ Ballard but I remember I don't know if Russ will remember this it, it, Russ sort of I think auditioned me as a person he invited me up to his house not the house he's in now not the house previous in where and uh, I sat in his front room in his big lounge and, and we just chatted I remember Russ was like sitting against the radiator and I was just sitting on the floor and we, we played a little bit and we talked as, as humans and uh, and he agreed to take me on and uh, I, I couldn't have wished for a better mentor really I guess Russ is uh, and he's got the patience of God he's just amazing and the thing is you mentioned the song Someone to Watch Over Me we had all these great guitar players coming Bernie Marsden God Bless His Soul Clem Clemson Somebody else, somebody else. He played. The one who ended up doing it was Russ, because Russ could sort of outplay them all, and it, for the certain feel of the song. But he was so gracious; he watch him and listen to him, and then invariably Russ would go home and replace them, you know, because and it sounded better. I have to say, 
You know, you know what Russ can't say any more than that. That's an amazing. Sorry, sorry, Sven. Sorry. Russ is kind of underrated as guitarist. That is that is really a shame. Um, Have a listen to Into the Light from his Book of Love album. That is hard rock, and he's blowing you away. It's as though we were prisoners. Uh, straining at the bars for the light that, and looking for the glimpse of light we see out there and wondering how we could get out towards it while actually the door of the cell is open behind us. If only we would turn around, we could walk out into freedom. The door of the cell is open. The door of the cell is open. The door of the cell is open. That is an amazing song. But you know what, Robert? I'm just looking into a very old newspaper. So it's from 1992. It's a newspaper called, or it's a, it's a music magazine called Rock Power. And here I do have the proof that Riding on the Wind is the best track on the album. Oh, you see, Ian, you've been, you've been you know, it's you've Sorry, been Ian. Dumped. Sorry, Ian. So they are saying... Yeah. Robert Hart and and Russ Ballard are together like dynamite. So take the song Riding on the Wind from Robert Hart, um, current LP. Only a dozen singers perhaps could sing this song. Um two or three might be might be able to sing it like Robert. So a uh, Freddie Mercury would have done it, or wow. John Farnham, or wow. Lou Graham, but that's it. Robert, what's your best? It sounds like riding uh, um, the the wind well, track is is your favorite, yeah. 
riding well, on the wind. Uh, no, you know, both. I've got such, such good memories because we did both those backing tracks. We recorded them in Jacob's studio, which was a residential studio in Surrey. We did them down there and it was just, I was so excited and we, it was a residential studio and the tracks were being laid down and Rush would all, uh, always encourage me to sing whilst they put the backing tracks down because you never know, you might, you know, you might get one. And uh, such, yeah, I mean, the, the sat and my dear friend who was a man from Man's Earth Band with me, Jimmy Copley, sadly passed away. He was in Tears of Fears. He's the drummer on that album, except for one track, uh, which is Fool Around and Fill in Love, which is Zach Starkey, Ringo's son. Yes, um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. Um, and he's amazing, bloody. Uh, but yeah, what a great memory. And then we moved to Livingstone Studios in Tottenham, Wood Green. We spent a long time there. I remember I mainly stayed at Russ's house all the time, which I loved because he was such a great host, you know, such a wonderful host. And uh, yeah, really lovely times to look back on. Yeah, I, wonder, I, I, I suppose it's I suppose it's a, a silly oh. thing to ask, but um, are there any outtakes or tracks that you didn't use? Or because these days, you know, old fogies like me get excited with like thirtieth anniversary editions yeah, of albums. Me too, so, me too. I mean, I, um, I don't know whether whether you'd be able to do that with record companies and all that. It's funny, I've got all the multi tracks, and I must have a look because there, there might well be. Who knows? That's the thought. Might as well have a look. Yes. Maybe, you know, get it re released. I don't know whether the record company yeah. would remaster it. Well, was it remastered when it was double packed with the CD? Perhaps it was remastered then, was it? Yeah, that was with a different company then. Um, I can it's... see it now. Ballard and Hart, the musical. I see it in the West End. Ballard and Hart. <laughs> Ballard, Ballard and Hart stood together yeah. on the stage. I mean, it yes. was October 1992. You and Russ played a gig together in Barbenhausen. Yeah, he's the opener it. for Asia. That's right. And the Aqua Tour. That's, that's what a great man Russ is. And Russ was flying at the time. He had hit after hit, but he still came on the road with me. We had a great band. And we asked Russ to do something. Would he come out? On, he, he, I think he came for about five shows in the end. And he was brilliant. He was totally brilliant. You know, he, he was. he's just a thorough gentleman. And you were yeah. you were opening for Asia. For Asia, that right? that's right. Was that? Did they ask you in the on the heat of the moment the, to do that? Or oh. <laughs> so, sorry. Wow, <laughs> very good, very good. He's sorry. in form today. Yeah. <laughs> this it's is so the sort funny. of rubbish you get on this podcast. I'm sorry. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, funny enough, I became. He's, he's again. It seems I know a lot of people that's passed away. John Wetton. Yeah, Lived. great singer. Well, oh, yeah. fantastic. And uh, yeah, sadly, he's no longer with us. No, he's not, which is a real shame. Yeah. But, um, did you did you ever speak about a follow-up to the album? Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I don't know what happened. Um, I think I think the English companies um, packed up. They, were, right. they, they, they closed down the company. Not because of my record, but, but because um, and they just closed it down, so we never did another one. Yeah, you were um, you were signed in Germany to Intercord. But yeah, Intercord. Yeah, and I think we were signed at Intercord in South Africa too. They yeah. sort of sent to South Africa. Yeah, um, lovely times, isn't it? 
It was it was a busy time, you know. Your album was released in 1992. Russ was back with the Seer in 1993. Mm. He did a short tour with Stan Bush in 1994, so he was busy. And you, all of a sudden, so I was just in 1994, and in 1995, you were even more busy. So no chance for a follow-up album. Yeah, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah, I was with uh, Bad Company um, for that period of time. I can't say I'm eight years or seven years. Um, a great time in your career, Robert. You look fondly back fondly at that time. Yes, yes. It was, I mean, it was, they were, I remember as a young boy getting on the bus in Bournemouth, saving up my pocket money and going to Bournemouth to buy the Bad Company album, the first one. Sitting on the bus, just mesmerized looking at this album cover, which kids don't get anymore, rarely, yeah, do they? Exactly. I remember exactly. thinking, I used to lie on the floor, um, imagining, pretending I was the singer. And then when I got the and funny enough, my audition with, with Bad Company was in Chiswick. And what they did, they didn't play with me, they put the first album on, took Paul's voice off, and I just sang along to the album which I knew inside and out from being a kid. And so the, the audition really was, was quite simple. And uh, it, so I guess dreams do come true. Um, and then we toured America extensively, uh, all drank too much and had far too much fun. And uh, it was a wonderful period of my life. I say it sounds it. I mean, I, you look at it. <laughs> you and know. I think I think to be fair to you as well, because you, you know you didn't just come in and sing, you know the hits. You you made a couple of albums. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and the yeah. album I particularly like is the come and and the track I particularly like, although my my German friend is probably about to challenge this, um, is Company of Strangers. I, I, that track written by you and Simon Kirk, yeah. amazing track. Jerry will never forgive it When you take a man We 
So he sits behind these gray walls Staring at the yellow moon His dreams lie shattered all around him Casting shadows into his room And it's very bad company. You know, it's not. It, it, could, it could have been on the, one of those first two albums, in my view. Yeah, uh, thank you. No, you know, uh, Simon Kirk. It was, I was always a massive fan of his drumming, but then when I toured, travelled with him, he's a brilliant piano player. He's an amazing guitar player. He sings and he writes great songs, and he plays the drums for Back Company and Free. So it was brilliant. It, I mean, Mick Rouse is bless him. Not well, but he, he's the funniest man and the nicest man. Uh, again, I've rarely come across bad people in music in terms of people that are usually pretty simple folk that are just enjoying music. You know, and it's the camaraderie of that band was amazing. Wow. I, I did, I did really want to ask you. Amazing music. And Ian, I hate to say it. Go on. I, I must 
admit that Company of Strangers is really good. Oh, you see, you've got yes. Come on. It might only only be beaten by Clearwater Highway. Oh, he's he's done you. He's waiting. Uh, See, now he's... He's got one on you. He waited he wait to see, see me make my move. That's what he did. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. A, yeah. he's a crafty person. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, a it fantastic was... album. It's really a fantastic album. And also the uh, stories told and untold. Yeah. You, you, you that was a one. A, a, a bunch of live albums, three or four live albums yeah. together with Bad Company. Yeah. And you were a natural fit for the band, I yeah. would say, really. Uh, the biggest compliment I got really was Paul Rogers said the same. You know, he wasn't pleased that anybody was doing it, but he said that I, I should be doing it because it was the most natural wow. for me, which wow. was a great for me. But when we went to um, Nashville to make Stories Told and Untold, which I, 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 I told there many times with Bad Company, but we went to live there for six months and uh, again, as a songwriter's dream place to be. And on that album, we've got Alison Krauss. We've got Timothy Schmidt from the Eagles. Vince Gill played a uh, guitar wow. solo. And it was just, and I stayed there for five years. I didn't come home, um, which wasn't good when you're a married man. Wow. Um, you know, especially when your dinner's in the oven and you've been away for five years. But I I stayed. I got signed to a publishing deal by uh, uh, Roy Orbison's widow, Barbara Orbison. And I ended up staying for five years. And uh, that's a great learning place, Nashville. I mean, it's not so much country as it used to be now, but those those guys can really play and really uh, know how to tell her. You know, they say three chords of the truth. And it's so true. It's so true. Wow. It's, it's funny, just on the on the Company of Strangers, uh, again, uh, there, there, is, there is a live album on iTunes, live at Hampton Beach. Yeah, that's I've great. got that. I, I got that years ago when that came yeah. out. Yeah, that's, um, and it's good recording, actually. Very good. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was um, recorded for a, a radio show. Oh. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember that night vividly because we all couldn't wait. We'd all been on tour for six months, and I couldn't wait. I had a little daughter, a young daughter, and I couldn't wait to get home. And it was the last gig of the tour was that night after six months and they recorded it. So I remember it very, very well. Yeah. Now you toured the world seven times, I think, with Bad Company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven world oh. tours. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been much at home. No, no. Wow. Sadly, yeah, sadly it's not. I'm sadly divorced now, but it, it's not the life really for a a married man you know you've got to be very disciplined and very mm-hmm. and you've got to have a very i mean i did have a very understanding wife but um there's a limit to understanding isn't there so um yeah it's not easy no so there's a price to pay whatever way you look at it you know um the great thing is we're all friends me and my wife's still a great friend to me kids and stuff so it's all good yeah. it all turned out good well, it was around this time as well, that the, the Jones gang came along in, in your career. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I I saw you at Chiddingfold a few years ago. I remember. I remember that gig. Um, and, <laughs> oh, and, Chiddingfold, the uh, Blues Club. 
it, it's like a it's like a sort yeah. of town not town because um spike edney used to do his sos I, band there genesis rehearsed there and, yeah um yeah exactly an amazing sort of ch not a village hall is probably the best yeah. the best yeah. way to describe yeah. it yeah so I remember you saying, I think you did Won't Get Fooled Again, and you did all sorts, uh, yeah. I thought. And I went well, out, I'm, I'm sure the, the CD called Any Day Now was around at that time. When I went out and bought that, I've got I've got, I've got a copy sitting over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the, my favourite track is called The Time, because uh, I, I played it the other day, The Time oh, yeah. of Your Life, for the opener. Yeah.
I'll tell you what, Ian, if you... I always thought that would be good for an advert, a Jaguar car advert. You have the time of your life. So if you know anybody in the advertising business, <laughs> it there you go. Well, Sven, it's one for you, you know, Mercedes or something like that. Ah, there you go. You have the time of your life. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good show. Yeah, driver, driver Mercedes. But... Um... You should be an angel to drive this car with that music. <laughs> angel. The, the, the second time Angel became yeah. kind of a hit. Without saying goodbye If you change 
12 weeks on their billboard AOR chart. Yeah. That is it's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. So years later, years yeah. later after recording it for the very first time, it became such a beast of a hit. Yeah, yeah, huge. Um, what happened? It was, do you know, life is fickle, isn't it? We never know yeah. from one day to the next. And nobody would sign the Jones game because we're all old. Uh, and this was in 2005, I think. So you can imagine how old we are now. But... Somebody took a pump, um, transport or one of these big sports companies put the money up, and all of a sudden we saw this record going angel and it kept going up week after week, week after week. And I had a Mercedes and it broke down on the M25. And I was waiting for the lorry thing to put me on, stalking this lovely chap driving. And then my wife, I guess what, you're number one. So the, the man driving must have thought I was mad because I was hopping up and down in his cab. And, um, yeah, what a strange thing. And it stayed there, stayed there for 12 weeks. Yeah. Wow. It's strange, isn't it? What a great song. Song. I, think... good song. I mean, that's Russ, it, through and through. It's Russ. Yeah. It is truly a Russ. It is truly oh, a Russ song. He's, he's, yeah, it's got three chord changes all the way through. It's all different chords every bit of the size of different chords changes yeah very you know brilliant does, does manfred let you let you sing your own songs during no, an earth band no. song i, I just no, wondered no. whether you get the chance to sing that whether the, the audience would love to hear it you know some people shout it out at the concerts yeah really? yeah they do um but no manfred's very no we do man from man's earth band he's he that's you know fair enough yeah fair enough and, uh, i love manfred he's lovely um that would be a great meeting, Man from Man and Russ Ballard. Because oh, they yes. would get on very well. And they both got wicked sense of humour. And and they're both very intelligent men. So it would be, yeah, be nice to watch. It's a, a, a quick story about Manfred, just for the Man from Man fans. I, I, I My local town was Croydon and in the oh, okay. 70s and, and 70s and early 80s. So I used to go to the best sounding hall ever, which was the Croydon Fairfield Hall for, yeah, for gigs. Yep, uh, and I saw Manfred Man's Earth Band there three times: the Roaring Silence tour with Good. Chris Tom with Chris Thompson, then the Watch tour, um, where we somehow managed to 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 get backstage. You know, in those days, you'd have yep. a you'd you'd have a big um, out because it was only vinyl. Um, you'd, you'd have a big display, and 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 the, and it was all stapled together. So I sort of nicked one of the one of the one of those and went backstage and got them to sign. I've still got the album cover signed by all of them, including Steve Waller. But the next the next year when um I think it was the now Angel Station tour. And it's funny, we did it again and and Manfred was very he asked me, he was he was so lovely and he signed the album for me mm -hmm. and he said did you did you notice anything on the watch tour? He wasn't happy with the watch tour. I think he said he wasn't happy with the way the performance and and how they showcased the album. And he said to me, "I'm not I'm not really." Did you think this time was better? And all that, which I didn't, to be honest. They were both very good, yeah. but he was very intense. He he was really yeah looking, looking for searching for perfection. I yeah, felt. he's uh, he's yeah he's a he's a good man, man. But like I said I was working for him this morning and. Uh, it's weird with Zoom now, you know, he can produce by Zoom. I'm in Bournemouth, he's in Sweden. And we're having this lovely time. But I owe a lot to Manfred in um, just in the way his approach. Like, 
you know, he always taught me, Robert, don't don't sing at people, sing to them. Massive difference. And my favourite Manfred quote, he said, Robert, please don't think of me as your boss. Just think of me as a friend that could fire you. <laughs> which, I, <laughs> which, is, which is very Manfred, yes. Um, lovely, he's a lovely chap. Sven, I haven't gone too early in talking about Manfred Band's Earth Band, have I? Or am I going to get sold off? Am I okay? No, it was it was perfect, perfect timing. Oh, the only thing you on. should have added, Ian, really, and this is this is the German Sven coming yeah, through. Yeah. Yeah. Is it was in the year twenty eleven. Oh. Ah, okay. Yeah, that 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 marked the start of Robert and Manfred. Natürlich, yeah. natürlich. Yeah, next time, do it better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, the rest I'll, was perfect. I'll, I'll really. Try. And, but, we, and our German audiences are amazing. I mean, that, that's what we could be a German based band because we play there a lot. But the German audiences, I think that's a great thing about Germany. Once you've got a fan, you've got a fan. They stay a fan, you know, uh, and they know every little bit of, you know, we have a woman coming on at the time. I, I don't think that our listeners from from the UK or from the States can understand how big Manfred Mann is here in Germany. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. We rarely, our shows are mainly sold out. And yeah. they're just, I love it. I, I, love, I love being in Germany. I just, I, I spent a long time in Germany. Um, but we have such loyal fans. They are literally amazing. And they buy every year. Yeah. merchandise this that and they will keep buying and they will keep coming. they love the merchandise don't they we saw that on russ's tour in germany we saw that didn't we oh, they love well, it. you knew they anyway love but... yeah, yeah will they... you come Sven, to the what beats classic uh yes i'm i'm coming to oberhausen that is the only chance for me just a quick advert, dear listener. We're, what we're talking about is the Rock Meets Classic, which is a 10-day tour of Germany, I think. Yep. Which features Robert Hart, features Russ Ballard, and and some other artists as well, of course, who are very good. Um, but it's gonna be absolutely amazing, and I can't I simply can't wait to to to, to, to see the show, let alone anything else. So dear listeners, <coughs> get your tickets. Rock, not all rock sold meets out. classic in Germany. Get your tickets now before it's too late. So the show starts on the 10th of April 2024 in Ludwigsburg and then off to Kempton, Passau, Regensburg, München. Oh, servus. <laughs> Lovely. Servus, München. Servus. We go to Oberhaus in Ingolstadt, Frankfurt, Nuremberg and Würzburg. Don't miss your chance to it's see a great the one and only Robert Hart on stage and... Mit Russ Ballard. Mit Russ Ballard. And the, one the, and, and the wonderful and Russ Ballard. And hopefully, so this is just a wish for me, um, Russ Ballard and Robert Hart perform together, riding on the wind with full orchestra. That would be stunning. Dynamite. And then they do oh, the running man. Um, no, anyway, no. sorry. Um, <laughs> then company of strangers. <laughs> we, we, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. We're gonna, and, and we've been talking, and it's been so lovely talking to you, Robert. But we we're gonna, we, in, in just a moment, we're going to talk about the main theme of today, in some ways, which is your new album. But before you do that, I just got one last Manfred Mann's question for you. Okay. What's your favorite Manfred Mann Earth Band song to sing? Hmm. Good question. Uh, 
I would have to say it would either be blinded. Because there's so many lyrics, mm. and my memory is not great, but I remember it night after night. Um, so I love, I love that, and I love singing for you. I came for you, which is a big hit in Germany, mm -hmm. yes. and obviously uh, Davies on the road is a great one. Davies, Davies on the road again, and they go potty just by the intro. They just go potty every time. Yeah. Davies on the road. See, I, I, the two tracks that I, I like, they're really quirky tracks, Chicago Institute, Wow. And, and Martha's Mad Men, those two tracks. Yeah, we do that. And actually, fact, I do enjoy doing Martha. That's a good, we do the good version of that, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, he's had a great career, only 50 years. Amazing. Earthbound, 50 years, man. Wow. Amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Still, yeah. still flying high, still flying still, high. Still, you know, still fit as a fiddle, God winning. Um, yeah, it's a great right. experience. Great story. Great story. It might be, it might be that successful in Germany because the music is. <laughs> Let's see if you get it. The music is pure. Oh, I saw what you did there. Oh. I saw what you did. Good point. <laughs> Good points, fam. We can't not talk about pure, can we? We Good need man. to talk about pure. Pure, yeah. Um, there's a man, uh, escape music, there's a, a guy called Khalil Turk, who puts a lot of faith in artists like myself and Rick Waitman, and, and you know, there's a few of us out there at FM. And... Um, I did that album with Tommy Denander. Do you know who Tommy Denander is? An amazing Swedish guitar player, produces Alice Cooper. Mm -hmm. um, and Steve Overland, the vocalist from FM. So we did Pure, but I was on tour with Alice Cooper at the time of the pandemic. I was doing Rock Meets Classic. And we were five nights into the tour and we got to Berlin. And then we came down for breakfast next morning. We all sent home. And then lucky I got out of Germany because the next day I couldn't have got out of Germany with the lockdown. And so um, so Pure sort of, because all the, all the record um, distributors and everybody closed down, no pressing, no nothing. So it sort of got lost in the pandemic, really. Um, but I will have it for sale on the new Rock Mates Classic Tour. And coming up, I've got a batch coming out to the Man for Man Earth Band uh, merchandise stand. So um, all is not lost. Yes, it's a great cover as well. With you with the, the, the red, cover, isn't it? red, the, the red uh, guitar, red cover, yeah. And white and stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite track on Pure, Robert? Oh my, they're asking me now. Um, my a miracle, 
I like that song, My Little Miracle. Yeah. We we should play we should play that so the listeners can can uh, can have a listen and your favorite track. This is Miracle on yeah. from the Pure album by Robert Hart. The world has never seen the lies to you before. Special from the day that you were born, and everything you hold always turns to gold. I gave you everything.
So, from pure listening pleasure to the new album, um, I think it's time to talk about Circus Life. Yeah. Unless Sven tells me that um, we shouldn't do, but uh, I, think, <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, just to, to start off my, my thing on this, uh, big fan of, of FM, and I saw... I saw FM back on that Indiscreet tour back in 87 when they first launched um, with with Chris Overland, who sadly yeah. passed away recently, which is very sad. Um, but Steve Overland, again, you talk about underrated voices. My goodness me. Uh, you know, he's done – he's just unbelievable. Um, um, and, and one of life's nice people again, you know, just a mm. simple man with, you know, a great voice, yeah. Yeah. So, so how did it go? How did it come about the album per se? Talk, talk us through from from the start for the new album. Well, this album I didn't have much to do with any of the writing because I was so busy. And the record company said, "We got all these tracks. Would you be happy if, if we play you the tracks and you approve them and you can make some changes?" Which I did. Um, come up and, and put your voice on, and we'll you know we'll make it a Robert Hart album. So I got Harry and Chris from Thunder, yeah, the mm -hmm. rhythm section drums and bass. Uh, Steve Morris played guitar. Steve Overland played guitar. Steve did all the background singing. And before you knew it, it became a Robert Hart album. You know, we sort of moulded it into my album. And um, I, I love <coughs> I love the way we do these albums. I, uh, the vote, the singing just took four days. We used to do four songs a day. Really? And, yeah. And we just my God. Do, them, do them that quick. Um, professionals this is yeah. when professionals are working and it's a lovely it's a it's a very small tiny little hint you just yes. given to us but it's a very important russ ballard hint if you want so yes. chris childs mm. playing with yeah. russ live the first chris time Child. i ever saw russ ballard live yeah. solo on stage south of germany so it took me seven hours to drive there um was with Chris Childs on yeah. on stage, and yeah, Chris great. is a powerhouse. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, him and Harry, I mean, this is amazing. Harry James, a drummer from Thunder, and Chris Childs. We said, well, this is the budget, bloody blah, blah. They came up with recording in Stoke. They did six songs a day, two days they were done. They said, no, keep going, we'll keep going, and every track was spot on. They just, they just, they, they know each other so well. Mm. And like Bernard Edwards used to say to me, you know, because I was, well, well, let's put a guide vocal down. He said, well, wait, there's no such thing as a guide vocal. You sing or you don't. You, you know, you can warm up and you can, but uh, really, there's no such thing as a guide. You just, you just sing to the best of your ability. And maybe I quite like the imperfections of singers. You know, if there's me a bit, if I'm a bit out, I'll say, keep it. Or it, because it's sort of real and it's not nothing is tuned or nothing is you know they love it man for loves oh why don't you know it's old fashioned with the tuning in. I think you either sing or you, or you or you don't really you just and it's great a bit of imperfection isn't it you know it's real so um, well the, the album good. sounds very sounds good perfect the album oh, really good. sounds perfect the the songwriting is really really good uh -huh. Uh, I must say, so my favourite. Oh, come on! Here we go! Ian. Here we go, Ian! Here we go, Ian! <laughs> yep. Take well, you go. It's about of time course. you went first on this. Go on. Yeah, come on. Overdrive. Do you know? I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Overdrive has something. Yeah. There is something on this song, especially the drums, remind yep. me of huh? Def Leppard. No. no. Bob Henry. A guy called uh hang on Robert Hart and he Aha! had a song <laughs> called Riding on the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to Riding on the Wind. I I I so powerful. It's, it's, so I powerful. think it was really it's very rocking. it's very close. There's only one overdrive is is an outstanding track. There's yeah, one track that. for me which pushes it all the way. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence and say it, it's really grown on me because I played the album solidly since Thursday. Uh, is a track called I'll Take the Bullet. Yeah, that's good, isn't it?
take the bullet. And you find yourself, it goes around in your head. Oh, and that's a really outstanding track. I don't know what the record company is saying about singles or promotion and stuff, but... I think Overdrive is, is coming. Yes. And, it, and and I can see that. It's very, yeah. That's very catchy too. Yep. Um, and the, the, the other track that, that jumped out for me was uh, That Was The Day. Yep, that's a nice one. Yep, that was a good one. What about the the time of our lives? Yeah, the time of our one. Yep, it, it's a huge song somehow. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. That is really that is that is the second we had one a lot which of really fun caught me. I think look, from start to finish, mixing. I think two weeks. I mean, it was, it was quick. Just Racing. bam, it's done. Mad. Yeah, it's mad. But it's. I think when you don't have the luxury of unlimited budgets and you don't have this and you have to do it and you knuckle down, there's no reason when you think the Beatles did one, the first album in what eight hours or something. Um, and it's fun. It's exciting that way, you know. Um, big, big shout out for Steve Morris um, as well. Brilliant. The guitar, oh, a great guitar on it, Robert. Unbelievable. Yeah, very good, very good. Yes, nice chappy too. Yeah. So, so where, so dear listener, if you want to buy Circus Life, what's the best thing to do? Is it via? It's via Escape. Uh, not yeah, Escape, Escape Records. Music. Escape, Escape Music on their website, isn't it? On their website, yeah. yeah. I think I got it through. I got the album, the the vinyl through the Rough Trade. Um, it came up yeah, as well. right. uh-huh. on yeah. that. But um, is there any other uh, is is there any other merchandise think, or stuff related to that, Robert? That we can support. I would have you? to find out, but I think most major things are you know that he's, he's you know put it out to everybody. Okay. Right? Well, we'll put the link. Where can we'll put where the link can people? read more or learn more about you and your music is there a website i know no, you, had, you had a website back in the days yeah back in the days but, um but i mean please come everybody in germany because the album will be on sale on the merchandise too if you'd like to come along and say hello um you get a personally signed one so Next. that is it when when are you back in germany with manfred I think March, we do March, and then the whole of April, I'm in Germany with Rock Mix Classic and yep. Manfred Man. I don't even get a day off. It's uh, from the beginning to the end, it's every day. Wow. So uh, I'm with X Bad Company uh, gigs thrown in in London for two nights at the afternoon, which are sold out already. Which will, yeah, so it's, it's non stop. With, with Bucket. I told you, he's a running <laughs> man, he's running from gig to gig. He's running from gig to gig. Yeah, it wasn't this busy when I was young, you know. So, uh... <laughs> oh, that is that is superb. So, um, to all our listeners, come and see Robert on stage. See him with Manfred Man. See him on the Rock Meets Classic together with our Mister Wonderful Russ Ballard. Yeah. Yep. And and maybe some you I I don't know where you're going to fit these dates in, Robert, because you're so busy. But I, I'm just wondering if some of the UK um, fans would really like to see you know you and Bucket, for example, do some gigs. 
that goes down amazing. We've done Madrid, which was mm -hmm. two nights in Madrid. Yeah. We did a night in Cyprus, which is amazing. We did the half moon, which is, I know the time, but they sell out. And so we're trying, when we get time between us all, um, to, to do that, to do uh, a little mate, uh, tour of England, like a 10 day or something like that. That would be great. That would yeah. be really, really and good. It re and it really is rock. It really is. It does rock. I have to say, yeah. And if you get if you get time, if I'm, if I'm, our friend Emmanuel in um in Lisbon is listening to this, Emmanuel is uh, Russ's tour promoter, uh -huh. who puts on a fantastic gig at, at uh, the Casino Estoril, which is okay. Sven will tell you is just the most amazing gig um, ever. Uh -huh. Just the venue, but. Um, and he's a magic promoter, so um, and, and, be, and I think you're you would fit in perfectly there. That yeah. would be but also a, a perfect fit. And yeah. your point of view in the casino as to real, you know, it is you, you stand. Of course, you stand on the stage. <laughs> you need to sing that night. But what you see is kind of the Milky Way. You see one million stars in front of mm. you. Well, okay. It, might, it is one of the most uh -huh. oh, beautiful I, I venues in the world. Well, brilliant, brilliant. So that would be that would be great. Yeah. And um, Russ will be back in May. Ah, in Estoril together with Brian Spence. He's May the tenth on yep. the bill. Yeah, Ooh. say it again, Ian. When is it? May the tenth. Hmm. And these. Is this is the only week when I can't come to Astoria because I have to work. Mm. My dear Emmanuel, my dear Russ, I'm really grumpy. I love both of you, really. But now I'm grumpy. Can He's we grumpy. have some... He's grumpy. Grumpy old Sven. Isn't oh. he grumpy old Rick? But anyway, um, can we have some fun now? Fun questions? We we can. Robert, we always finish our shows with um some fun questions with our guests, which you you won't have had time to rehearse, not that you would need uh -huh. to. Anyway. Um just before we do that, I've just got a serious question that I'd like to ask you. Um and you know, if you don't want to answer it, uh, or you'd rather not talk about it, we'll of course edit uh -huh. it But I know that you know on social media and i i follow you on social media and it's it's always fun to hear about dusty and yeah uh, dusty oh, is robert's dog by the way everyone um and and he's you know when he's on the way to germany and it's it's really good fun it's written very well and and, it, and it's it, it's it's well worth a follow so you should follow robert on his facebook page um however um i know robert that um you're very proud of of being right. sober and the soberity, etc., and and something yeah. that you've made that you don't disguise in social media. No, um, and and I just wondered if you know if people, even if there's one person listening to this that perhaps would draw some inspiration from you. Um, I just wanted to 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 ask you about it if that was okay. Absolutely fine. I was um I was a cocaine addict for thirty years and a drunk. I mean, a major drunk. Not you know, I didn't just drink too much. I I was drunk, and then the time came for me to stop. And you know, it's the only illness in the world that you can self-diagnose. And I knew that it was either death or or living. So I, I decided to live. And um, 
and the beautiful reward of sobriety is that you help other people. It's the only gift you can keep and give away at the same time. You know, I, I help other people. I help quite a lot of people, actually. Um, it's a terrible... People don't think of it as an illness. You know, people go, oh, why don't you just stop? Well, when you get to a certain point and you want to stop and you can't, then you're in trouble. They say, if you only pray when you're in trouble, you're in trouble. So I figured um, it was time to stop. And I, I have the best... I have the same uh, dark times as everybody else. You know, I used to have bills to pay at this and that. But at least you pay them sober. And, and, you know, you're not carrying you know, an extra weight on your shoulders. So I advise anybody, because I'm a massive fan of sobriety, that anybody who's struggling, there's so much help out there. It's brilliant. You know, the journey's fantastic. And I have more fun now, because I remember everything. Um, I mean, I, I don't socialise. Like, like, after the show now, I'm usually in my hotel room within 20 minutes. Because that's my choice. Not because I feel I'm in danger. No. I just prefer, it's nice, you know, and I, I, I don't mind being around drunk people for half an hour, but then I'll sort of move on. But yeah, I, if you're struggling, then it's, 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 I'm sort of glad that I was an alcoholic because I wouldn't be standing where I am now if I wasn't an alcoholic. Um, is, it, is it difficult to be, because um, you said you don't like being around drunk, which I could totally understand. I don't think I'd like to necessarily. Yeah, I don't even- but but if but it, but if you if you're sitting around with some friends after a gig or, yeah, or before great. a gig and they're having a glass of wine, yeah. oh, I don't mind at all. Now it doesn't bother me. I'll even go. Oh, my my dad's old girlfriend, who's ninety five. I'll go out and buy her a bottle of wine. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. Once you once you surrender, it's like people who drink tea with sugar and then they don't have sugar. Something you just wouldn't do again, you know. Yeah. So for me, it's like the desire's gone. Mm. So uh, you know, okay. I just for just for today, you know. So yeah, yeah. But what well, well done, you, and, and thank you for being so frank oh, and honest. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Sven. Over to you for to start off the fun questions, so that we can let uh, Robert have his tea or whatever he wants to do today. Sorry. Okay, Take so away. I am a naughty Sven. Sorry, apologies first. Yeah, apologies. So, <clears throat> naughty man sends you off to a desert island. Uh-huh. Really a desert island. It's only you. But, but, Ian and Sven allow you to take with you just one single, a music single. Which single would you take with you on a desert island without a record player? Right. Well, there'd be a couple, probably sitting on the dock of a bay. Oh, it's raining. I would, I'd probably take, I love Maggie May. I love the single. Yeah. Loved wow. it. It loved it. Uh, when I first heard it, yeah. Yeah, probably dock of the bay. Something like that. Something, yeah, that inspired me as a, as a kid. Yeah. I think that's what stays with you as a kid. The music you was, that you, gets into your heart. Um, yeah, that's what I would take. Okay. Well, um, Sven sent you to a desert island and only allowed you one song, even though you you, you did sneak another one in there, Robert. But yeah. we, we, we'll let you do that. Um, but I'm going to be a bit kinder to you. I'm going to leave you. You're still going to be on your desert island, but I'm going to give you an album this time. So I want you to name just one album. If you had to yeah. choose one album of all time, what would that album be that you'd want to have playing? Or the That's ability easy. to play on your desert island. Easy one for me. That who's next? Ah, who's right. next? 
bought an album. My mum and dad were brilliant. My, my dad, who worked out as a trawlerman and they were singing, and, but his, his plan, plan for me was never to work. Right, I don't know how he thought I was going to make money and stuff, but he didn't want me to work hard like he did. So my mum and dad would buy me albums and say, listen to that, hopefully it would inspire me. So they were a massive inspiration for, for me, you know. And I come from a very normal, you know, working family. Um, so yeah, who's next? That sticks out in my mind. Mm. That track, that track bargains on that, isn't it? The, be yeah. the best I have ahead with Dolce going bananas. The best. Uh, yeah. Screamer won't get fooled again. I mean, that's, mm. I mean, you just played the screen, couldn't you? It's orgasmic. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Very good. Well, Sven's got one more fun question. Go Ooh. on, Sven. Off you go. Oh, this is this is the best question. one of the lot. This is the best one of the lot. So, uh, of course, I, I I bring you back from the desert island, back yeah. into back into the world, which is hopefully very good, and to celebrate your return to civilization. Um, we want you to give a dinner party. Ooh. Yeah, a dinner party, which is great. So uh, Ian wants to be the waiter, and I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, no, the, I'm the chef. I will cook. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the chef. I will cook something good. All we need now are guests. So you Family. have four guests, just four. <laughs> I don't have such a such a huge table here, so just four okay. guests. Who Can they be alive or invite? Alive or dead? Alive, alive or, dead. or dead? Doesn't matter. I'd have, I'd have Russ Ballard. Russ is brilliant at dinner table. Wow. Russ is great. Russ can hold a table. <laughs> he can. Have, Russ can hold a table. So I'll have Russ. I'll have. You'll be pleased with that. Who? Sorry. So yeah, a Christian boy. I'll have that. Be interesting. Russ and Jesus. Um. Muhammad Ali. I have Muhammad Ali because I think he'd be brilliant. And uh, to nice. end it all, yeah, who should we have to end it all? Maybe Joan Rivers. Line up a bit. You know, Jesus and Joan. Imagine that. J and J. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is that is a great guest list. It's really yeah. a great guest list. So yeah. we need Ian, we need to make sure we do have a piano and a guitar yeah. ready for the guys. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So, yes. So, uh, no problem. You could sell some tickets for that one, couldn't you? What, what, yeah. What a, what a dinner party that would be. What would yeah. we eat? You know, hummus. Yeah. Yeah. Russ I think is about... brilliant at dinner party, isn't he? Yeah. Russ is yeah. Great. He's a great, he makes great conversation, Russ. Yeah, he does. And he can talk on most things. He's yeah, very, yeah, he's true. very knowledgeable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the thing is, the thing with Russ is he's really he's clever. He's, he's very really clever. clever. He's and he can clever. talk about so many different topics yep. Yep. with Russ. It's not he's not limited with music. No, no. no. but he is limited on that football team that he supports. <laughs> he does like Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, no. that was always my team, Tottenham until more. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, brother. We've really, really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, uh, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's a long you, day today, and it's, this is a like, nice way to end it. So, thank well, you very you, much. You've been very generous with your time. You've yeah, been. Uh, we had to, due to Sven being ill as well, we had to change the day. And then I sent you the wrong Zoom, um, the Zoom day, which you very, very 
you know, you spotted that. Well done, that man. Spotted it. Spotted uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. But um, so, you know, we'll have a little chat when, when we've gone off air, as it were. But yeah, for the moment, Robert Hart, thank you so much. God bless. Thank unbelievable you. career, unbelievable musician. Thank, thank you. you for your time. Um, and from the voices of Russ Ballard, Sven, it's goodbye from me, Ian. And goodbye from me, Sven. And goodbye from me, Robert. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Bis später, mein Schatz. Yes. Hi, this is Russ Ballard, and you're listening to the Voices of Russ Ballard podcast. No!